The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today by supporting the Going In Raw Patreon. You can enjoy access to the live taping of the show, exclusive merchandise, and patron-only episodes, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most must-see WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brando, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you're going to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Stephen Larson and anywhere fine podcasts are available. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and, of course, the, the download or whatever it is on the iOS podcast thing. If you really want to help the show, if you really want to support, let's say you're like, you know, I'm not going to go to your Patreon. I'm not going to give you money, you, you beggars. Uh, then uh, if you really want to support the show in a non-financial way, Go to that iOS podcast app, leave a rating or a review, and bang, it jacks us up in the in the sports and rec category. Yeah. Uh, and we'd much appreciate it. I'm going to give a shout out, uh, not this episode, but one of the next ones, all the people who have left reviews lately. So one day I'm going to shout out the patrons. Next day I'm going to shout out the ratings oh, and the reviews. very nice. Let's shout them out. Why not? Good you idea. Know, you're helping the show. You're supporting the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, we're also on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash, oh, what is going on with I that? I don't know, I was reading wrestling news and then, it, man, all sort of bright flashing colors and stuff. Viruses happening on your computer? I have no idea. Wow, that's uh, crazy stuff. Uh, uh, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Three live streams per week recapping things. Right now we're, we're at the dollar, we're, the dollars are in. The dollar people are in. Post pay per view uh, raw streams for dollars and up. You watched me do my terrible Johnny Carson impression. It was awful. That's just crazy stuff. Stop. It's terrible. Ed. 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 How do you think? What do you think about that? Wow, that's a that's a big jug of water you got there, Ed. I'm not gonna do it. That's so bad. Come on, do an Ed McMahon. I'm not gonna do it. We yes. have a show to do. You are correct, sir. That's terrible too. You know my Ed McMahon is? It's just Phil Hartman doing yeah, Ed McMahon. Yeah. Oh, I love them. They're great. Oh, Phil Hartman was the best. He was the best. Anyways, uh, we're also available at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash going in raw. We got some shirts. You can get this shirt there, but it's not our shirt. Yeah. Look, that's our shirt. It's bad words. Um, and, uh, we need to sell more shirts to unlock more uh, or more designs, right? Yeah. Uh, quick note, too. Uh, we have a very special live event happening in Los Angeles. The day of no mercy. No mercy. No mercy day. September 24th uh, at 1 p.m. in the Nerdist showroom at Meltdown Comics in Los Angeles there on the Sunset Strip. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to be there along with Brian Zane from Wrestling With Regret. We're going to be reviewing this really bad pilot for like a TV show called Tag Team. Yeah, with uh, Roddy Piper and Jesse Ventura. Right, exactly. It's on YouTube. Just Google it. You can watch it beforehand. 
and then you can come and listen to us review it. Yeah. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Tickets are available. The, the link is in the description. I think it's at the very top of the description. It is. So check that out. That should be, wow, a lot of fun. It should be a good time. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about Raw Larson. Raw! Raw! Okay. Here's my nutshell. I I, did, I was not that impressed with you Raw last night. You texted me and you called it trash. I called it garbage, but then everybody, I, I put out a poll on the Twitter and the vast majority of people said it was just okay, as opposed to usual, which is like terrible. Like a lot of people usually say it's wrong. terrible. Not a lot happened, but it was briskly paced. There really wasn't any boring segments. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, it wasn't great, but it also wasn't boring and it wasn't bad. So I, for the most part, enjoyed it. But I also find that if I'm actually if I'm like doing things while watching Raw, right, like doing a little work or something. It enhances my enjoyment of the show. So, yeah, I'm looking at the poll right here. What? Wow. 1,300 votes. Wow. Wow. Uh, 61 pe- 61% said it was just okay. Yeah, it was fine. Which is really good for Raw. Tops, like 21% of the people said tops, and only 18% of the people said it was crapola. I'm fully willing to admit that, hey, maybe maybe I was just off. Maybe something was wrong with me. Because I'm not going to sit here and just do you be think it was a matter of expectations? Because I think we both yeah, have hopes I that do. I do. This would be kind of, uh, to a slightly lesser extent, a, a, a raw after mania. The situation. crowd was. Yeah. The crowd, and I think the crowd was sort of expecting a raw after mania with maybe some NXT call ups. Mm-hmm. We didn't see any of those. Nope. Um, we did see the return to raw of John Cena, of yeah. course. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean,. There was, there was, into it. they they reshuffled the deck a bit, setting things up for the fall, storyline-wise. Yeah. Especially with, uh, with the introduction of John Cena. Yeah. So that was good. Um, the show kicked off with Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar coming out. Heyman gloating mm-hmm. about Lesnar's victory at SummerSlam. Out comes Braun! Didn't say a word. Attacks yeah. Brock. Yeah, that was good. Power slams him twice. Mm-hmm. Confirmed later in the show. That's our main event for No Mercy. So now we have to go. It's Strowman versus Lesnar. Oh, yeah. No, that was fine. I, yeah, I keep on thinking in my head we're already going. But, yeah, we still have to buy tickets. Yeah, we just have to buy tickets. Okay. Number one. One. Because this fascinates me. <laughs> this doesn't count out. This fascinates me. Do you think Brock likes, uh, likes Braun? I would hope so. Because, okay, here's the thing. That's how you know we're going to get a fun match is if Brock enjoys his time there. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to be boring. Yeah. I think I, I get the impression that Brock Brock likes Braun. I have a feeling that Brock likes guys who, who like to fight. Yeah, that's, that's why I think he likes Joe. That's why I heard that he respects the fact that that Joe's comfortable not planning things out, mm-hmm. and Joe's comfortable mixing up a little bit. Yeah, sure. And I think if you're willing to do that with him, he might be cool with you. I think Brock also respects, which Braun doesn't have. I think Brock also respects uh, uh, if you've got a history, if you if you've paid your dues. I think he respects that. Yeah, but. Uh, but, yeah, with Braun, it, that's interesting you say all that. I mean, that, that you've heard that because what was the disconnect with Dean Ambrose? <laughs> you think Brock looks at Dean Ambrose and says, you weigh like a buck fifty. Maybe it's the DVW stuff. Oh, that could be. You think Brock doesn't respond? Did you see that gif I sent? I, I oh, yeah, out. the guy that does the <laughs> jumps off the, like, the structure of a building, try to hit the guy through the table and gets nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a he gets a dislocated hip. That's what he probably gets. shattered his elbow too. Too. I watched that like six times. Yeah, I know. He do it every single time. I go, oh. And then um, he just well, I know it's bad. But then I, you watch enough times, and you're like, you, you you chuckle a little bit. 
Because of the bounce. No, dude, you have to. Because it's such a weird image. It's very surreal. To see someone, because I've never seen that before, someone just overjump a table. It's very surreal. And I show it to my wife. Usually she's not cool with that kind of stuff, but I think yeah. she saw that I was watching it repeatedly. Yeah. It can't be that bad. Yeah. And she kind of had the same response, like, oh, that's bad, but it's also kind of, well, in a surreal manner, kind of funny. No body parts ended up where they weren't supposed to be. That we saw. So that was kind of, well, yeah, externally. Yeah. Like, yeah. Superficially. We <laughs> compound fractures or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. No. And that makes a big difference. Yes, yeah, so there's no blood. Because like somebody showed us, still, somebody like screenshotted, because I didn't watch the replay, and I barely watched, <laughs> barely watched that match in the first place, the, the street fight, the Brooklyn street fight. Oh, yeah. So like, who cares about that? But then somebody did post like a still that I happened to catch of Cass's knee in the wrong place. Yeah, it was like oh know, god, it looks like, like it hurt so got much. Trapped under him a little bit. Yeah, but anyways, uh, so yeah, like you said, uh, Braun and Lesnar. So then it was confirmed at some point during the show that that indeed is going to get be our main event for the Universal Championship. Brock Lesnar should be a lot of Braun fun Strong. if if. Especially the uh, the beating that Brock took at the hands of Braun is an indication. Yeah, he's, bro- he's willing to, to do high spots with Braun. He's willing to sell for him. Brock and came out. And that's going to go a long way for Braun. You, you know, assuming he will lose a match. Braun will. But if Brock makes Braun look great, yeah. it still does wonders for Braun. No, I agree. Brock uh, Brock came out. He looked like he was in a good mood last night. He did. So Maybe he's enjoying his job. Maybe he knows that he's got a bigger payday on the horizon. That's probably more the case. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving on. Next up, we had a very Enzo promo. Another Enzo promo. I'm just kind of check, checking myself out when he comes on TV. Well, I'm just completely checked out. I'll kind of passively listen. Look, man, regardless of what you, you know, this is the blow off here. I mean, this. Oh, Enzo, I know. Whether Enzo won the blow off match. Whether it was intended to be or not, it's the blow off of the foreseeable future. Because oh, well, here's the thing. I don't think it was intended to be. I think this is going to go on and on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, um, So, uh, towards what ended up being the end of the match, um, Cass goes for the boot. Um, Enzo moves and drops the bottom rope or top rope down. Cass falls over mm-hmm. top rope, tumbles to the outside. When he lands, he lands awkwardly. It looks like his foot got kind of got cut under his body. Yeah, probably twisted up his knee a bit. Yeah, he was in obvious discomfort. Got in the ring, was trying to walk on it. Yeah, he's having trouble. Yeah. Um, he tries the best he do- he can. Goes for an empire elbow. He just can't do it. Mm. His knee just completely gives out. Yeah. And so the ref goes over to him, stops the match. You could tell, like, right when Cass, Cass got right back in the ring that he was talking to the ref a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe the ref was aware of the fact that something happened that wasn't supposed to. Yeah. And Cass seemed obviously upset. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, he seemed super he knew upset. That he knew this was going to be a ways to come back from because that's, that's an absolute bummer. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's not that long. I mean, look, we can crap all over the storyline, but you don't want to see a guy get hurt. I know. You know? So. I just say that after watching that GS a, a bunch of times and kind of okay. Well, here's the thing: that if you're in a high school, so team, how much do you think that guy was making that night? Fifty uh, bucks, yeah, yeah hundred at most. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I I do kind of draw one. Like at, at that point, I'm like, no, don't do that. Oh, I know. It's so not worth it. No, like you're in a high school gymnasium. You're about ten feet in the air, or ten feet above the ground. His head was probably around twenty feet above the ground. Because it looked like, there, dude, there were two lengths of him, like of him. And if he's a six, let's say he's like six. No, feet. I'm saying is is that 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 uh structure he or the support he was yeah. on looked like it was in line with the basketball hoop. Yeah, yeah. So that Plus was around ten, ten feet. feet. So he's about his head's about sixteen feet up there. Yeah. Okay. That's a long ways oh, to go. Oh no. <laughs> and you just you just you don't do that. No, you don't do that. But regardless of, you know, if, I'm, if I might have chuckled during that joke, because I watched it so many times. Oh, yeah. Um, and plus, I, you don't see It's still knee. not fun. It's not fun seeing someone get hurt. 
Yeah, it's no, not fun. No. It's a surreal image. That's why I chuckle. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody. Get, I don't. I don't laugh at people's pain. <laughs> it's, 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 you know, sometimes surreal sights like that are just funny. I know. Anyways. So, anyways, hopefully, uh, I read online that cast was scheduled for MRI today. Hopefully, uh, uh, no, uh, no severe knee damage. Yeah. But uh, based on his reaction, mm. I'm guessing he knew something bad had happened Oof. in his knee. Yeah, not good. Uh, next up, we had Emma and Dana Brooke backstage. Uh, real quick side note here: apparently, Dana Brooke's boyfriend uh, passed away yesterday. He, he choked on he choked on his meal apparently. While he was eating alone, and he died. That's horrible. That's horrific. Yeah, he was found last night. So that's our hearts really and thoughts bad. go out to Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. man. We we really like her. Like you know, she's. I feel like I always I always get the feeling that like Dana Brooke is uh, like a hard worker who really mm-hmm. wants to do good. You mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. doesn't come off like a diva, if you will. No, 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 no. Um, and uh, oh, especially on uh, uh, Breaking Ground. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. And so this is, I mean, this is freaking devastating yeah. right now. So, man, that's, I couldn't imagine what she's going through right now. It's pretty awful. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Emma was back there with her, and Emma was, uh, once again, complaining about, or making excuses, basically. Yeah. Saying, you know, if, if only the, the cards had been stacked differently, I would be the women's Raw champion right now because I would have taken on Sasha uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And I would have won. And once again, Dana said, but you tapped out. Yeah, and she was ripping Nia Jax, and then Nia Jax rolls up behind her and uh, and was like, how long were you sitting there? And Nia Jax is a while. She's like, oh, oh, no. And then uh, and then that led to a match between the two of them. And Nia Jax, of course, destroyed completely, her. Completely, completely destroyed her. Nia Jax went over with a Samoan, jo- uh, Samoan drop. Yes. Um, next up, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. Did you enjoy his song last <laughs> yeah, night? I did. I did because he started he started to sing our truth song and he said, Ha ha, just kidding. Now for some real music. There's a couple times that you could tell it was really hard for him to contain a smile. He was just trying to hold it back I so know. much. Oh, he's the best. Um so anyways, his uh his eventual song was uh was interrupted by our truth who comes down and uh, Elias picks up a win. I, I swear the bell, the bell rang. I went to the kitchen to grab something, and while I was in the kitchen, I heard uh, "There's his drift away." And I looked back, and it was very short. Man, I, here's here's the thing. I love this happened a couple times during the night. They have found such a good match of Corey Graves, Michael Cole, and Booker T, who I feel Booker T sort of gives the least number of Fs, and so. He's kind of the catalyst for a lot of their laughter. Yeah. And I'm so glad that they never brought back David Otunga because he wouldn't be that. Yeah. Booker T lightens the mood so much. It's at, it was this. <laughs> while, they were, while they were trying to seriously plug that Bruce Lee movie, yeah. like Booker T kept on going like this, sort of making light of it. And Corey Graves and Michael Cole both just trying not to laugh. And it was during this as well that Booker T... I love this dynamic! That Booker T and Michael Cole pay oh, so much respect to they Elias. They love Elias. They love Elias, and, his, and they give so much credit to his musical ability. Yeah. And it just infuriates Corey Graves. It's so much fun to watch these really guys is. work. It really is. It like, really you think, is. Like... Because in NXT, like, Corey would talk trash about, about Samson, mm-hmm. but Tom Phillips would just kind of react whatever uh, uh, Corey was saying, but yeah. not necessarily stand up for Elias because Elias was the heel. Right, exactly, yeah. But I love I love that Michael Cole, who seems to have all the power 
uh, in terms of WWE commentary these days. Um, he's not afraid. Like, he doesn't feel the need to play it super seriously. I know. They can have some fun with their job. And that just makes it fun for viewers at home. Uh, next up, uh, Kurt Angle came down to drop a promo. Saying well, there's a, a new superstar here on Raw. And for the first time in over a year. The prototype. John Cena is back. He said, what's your name? And he said, John Cena. Ruthless aggression. Yeah. Now that's when he first came out. Yes. Uh, so uh, John Cena comes out, drops a promo saying that he's here on Raw. He likes SmackDown well enough. He took off his hat. <laughs> he's got John just does not for a guy who's who according to TV like the total bells or whatever it is, which I know that's totally an over exaggeration of oh, what yeah. John Cena is. But for a guy who seems so disciplined and regimented and serious about his work, he is complete. I'm not going to say checked out. That's not the right word. No, like we said earlier, there's no pressure on him. He can just go out and have a good time. Yeah, I think it's like to a ridiculous degree at this point. Yeah. yeah. It's like poofy hair. He hasn't got his well, hair cut in forever. I wonder if he's grown his hair out for a movie. That's why. How I mean, like, how long can he go? Like, what does he really need to do to grow it out? But like, Maybe he needs Elias Samson-type long hair. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, so he comes out and says, SmackDown's fine. I enjoyed my time there. But I'm here on Raw because there's one man that I want to face. Yeah. Cue Roman Reigns' music. Mm-hmm. He comes down the ring. Mm-hmm. Cena says, hmm, look at that. Just the man I was talking about. They start talking. Miz comes out. Once again, heel that makes good points. Yeah, it's funny because the crowd was so into the Miz. Uh, they were really into the Miz. And the Miz was, I feel like the Miz was alternating between trying to, trying to heal in the crowd at the same time not doing that. So I don't know where he stood on that. But people love the Miz. It was they really popped when he said, "I've been doing this for twelve damn years. I deserve some respect." And that's when they really popped and said, "You deserve it." You know, mm-hmm. give him mm-hmm. his moment or whatever it was that he was demanding. Um, so it was kind of like a, the the WrestleMania and the lead up to WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 yeah. People are really just they're appreciating the Miz too much to really let him get under their skin. Yeah, he's just so good on the mic. Yeah, you have to appreciate it. So Cena challenged the Miz. To a tag team match, Cena and Reigns mm-hmm. against Miz and a partner of his choosing. Yeah. Of course, Samoa Joe comes out. Mm-hmm. He tells the Miz, you know, your partner's not going to be Bo Dallas. Yeah. Or Chris Axel. It's going to be me. It's going to be me. It's going to be Joe. So we have this interesting uh, storyline brewing around the Intercontinental title. Yes. Which is interesting. They're kind of well, emulating, okay. they're kinda emulating what they did with the Universal title, having probably... A couple narrative threads going, intersecting around the title. We'll see what happens with it. Well, let me ask you, though. Do you think, because I think that the Miz holding the Intercontinental Championship is incidental to what's going on? Because I don't think Samoa Joe, John Cena, or Roman Reigns, I don't think any of them are going to be in it. Maybe Samoa Joe. Do you think they're going to be in a program for the Intercontinental Championship? Not directly. Yeah, I don't think if so. If Cena's never won the Intercontinental Championship, there's always a chance they'll put it on him. Just you really think so? If not, no other reason than the transition away from Miz to say Joe. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like everybody in the ring, including the Miz, they're kind of above the Intercontinental oh, yeah. Championship. I mean, Miz. I mean, especially is, the fact that the Intercontinental Title wasn't defended at SummerSlam. Yeah, Miz is sort of the IC Championship at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But I'm not sure that's going to be – I'm not sure I want that to happen. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. Cena with a title again. It'll be fine, whatever. Um, but I just like that the Miz – I mean, the Miz seems just bigger than it now also. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, so, yeah, that led to I – li- I love the moment between – it was a mark-out moment when uh, Joe – Joe and Cena finally. Oh, that was great because Joe looks at Cena in, in size. Yeah, like he was reflecting on the past seventeen years because they were in uh, right. WWE exactly. developmental together. The paths that both their, their careers took really yeah. divergent paths. Absolutely. Ultimately, for them to meet in yeah. the WWE ring, you know, fifteen years later, mm-hmm. and that was all in his face. Yeah, and it was great. No, it was good. It was. And really then he punches good. him. Yeah. Yeah, he just yeah he just walks up to him and yeah just starts beating on him. It was fantastic. So that it was, was good. Best. I mean, it, it it did illustrate. I'll say this. It did illustrate that Cena has. I mean, you know, the brand split is what a year and a half old now. Um, a little bit more than a year, but a year okay. a month. Okay. Oh yeah, because it was SummerSlam. It was last July. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cena's got fresh matchups thanks to NXT call-ups, thanks to a number of things, thanks to you know uh, shifting of you know certain career paths like Roman Reigns. Yeah. Um, Cena has some some you can call them kind of dream matchups over there on Raw waiting for him. Oh yeah, you got him and Joe, him and Reigns, him and Braun mm-hmm. potentially. So uh, there's a lot to work with there. That's probably the main reason why uh, Cena came over to Raw. There really wasn't left in for anything for him to do on SmackDown. Nakamura sort of holding the fort in that kind of role there. Yeah, um, he'll get that title. No, he'll I know. Get the title. He'll get the title. No, I know he will. Um, so yeah, that was fun. That led to uh, I don't know. Did we mention that led to the main event? Did you mention that? Led to the main event. Okay, led to the main event. Cena, yeah, Cena just adopts Roman Reigns as a partner. I know. And he says, me and Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns goes, I kind of appreciate that that's sort of Roman Reigns, his, his heel turn, if you will, his gimmick is just sort of like being... Uh, uh, I feel like he's just kind of put out. Yeah, put out. Thank you. That's the word. I was going to go with the exacerbated, but it's not really that. But it's put out. Like, his look is always this... I feel like that he too easily uh, kind of dressed into the background of a lot of segments, though. He does. It's he really easy for him he to really just does. disappear. Yeah. yeah. Even during the, the Fatal 4 match, I mean, apart from the spots that were obviously booked to prominently feature him, mm-hmm. he just fade into the background. But the thing is, he's always that guy who, when he does, I mean, you could say that he's the guy that, he, you're right, he fades into the background. But he's always looming there. No, you know I know. What I, mean? I know. But he, he doesn't command the ring. He doesn't command your That's attention. True. That's what I'm saying. That's like when Joe's in the ring, mm-hmm. you pay attention. Yep. When Braun's in the ring, you pay attention. When Brock's in the ring, you pay attention. Yeah. And I think the reason you would pay attention to Reigns is because we've been kind of, you know, we've, we've been told essentially... This is the guy you have to pay attention to. Well, we've been conditioned to understand yes, that's that he's going to win no matter what. Yes, yeah. conditioned. Yeah. Uh, next, we had an eight-man cruiserweight match. You know, normally when they stick these multi-man cruiserweight tag matches on the show, mm-hmm. it's kind of dull. Yeah. This was actually a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a fun match. I, I mean, I did... I am talking about conditioned. Because of how many people were involved here, I kind of checked out. I, it was it's a fun match. It's a I fun like match. everybody in the match, but I mean that helps to to, to pay attention. Yeah. I think I think maybe Ali had some cool stuff. Maybe going subconsciously on. with the title change last week on Raw, it made me feel like oh maybe something of significance can happen in the cruiserweight division yeah. on Raw. Yeah, so it's worth paying attention. It was worth paying attention just because of that lumbar check. Oh my God, that Tony Cedric did a Tony Nese. Tony Nese yeah. stole that marvelously. Oh yeah, it was great. No, I like all these guys. I like two hundred five live. I just I. I'm still not there. I know the title change hands on Raw, but I'm like, you know what? 
I'll watch 205 Live for 205 Live, and that's because I know that's where the stuff happens. Oh, I know. You know? They, they do need to do a better job of advancing story on Raw mm-hmm. instead yeah. of just having showcase matches. Yeah, showcase matches. Um, Next, Neville interview. Neville is magnificent. Neville is the man. He is the best. He might be doing the best character work in all WWE right now. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. Definitely on the main roster. And also, you know what helps that is the fact that he sticks to kayfabe uh, outside of programming. Certainly doesn't hurt. No, I agree. Um, anyways, he was uh, talking crap about uh, Tazawa. And what did he call Titus O'Neil? Uh, a parasite. <laughs> Was it like a flesh-eating parasite or something like that? Yeah. Titus O'Neil. And then, uh, speaking of which, Titus O'Neil and Akira Tozawa show up, and they essentially say, we've got one word for you, and that's rematch. Yep. That's happening on 205 Live. Yep. This week. That should be fun. That'll be a lot of fun. What's your prediction on that? Uh, Neville retains. Yeah, I think Neville retains. They were really talking up Cedric Alexander during the Cruiserweight match, Mm. so he might be next in line. All right. All right. Next, um, Kurt Angle's backstage on his phone. Jason Jordan comes in, and Jason Jordan says that uh, he wants he wants a challenge, so he wants Finn Balor. Kurt Angle does. He so doesn't want any favorite favoritism, any preferential treatment. Well, then Kurt Angle should have said no, no. Then why no? <sighs> Sorry, look at your win loss record. <laughs> <laughs> Always go back to because Kurt Angle did the same heavy sigh. Ooh man, ooh, I don't know how this is gonna look. Yeah, are they trying to bury Jason Jordan? Is that the point of this? Are they seeing? Are they are experimenting with how deep they can bury somebody? No, I, what, <laughs> there was there was a, a a moment in the Finn Balor match that I think might serve as a very subtle pivot. Okay, we'll get to it when we talk about. Or we're gonna talk about it now. No, we'll wait till the match because I want to talk about beach balls. Okay. Next, Seth Rollins Dean Ambrose promo. Um. Yeah, this is fun. This yeah, is it was fun. all right. Yeah. They're they're, they're nerds. That's what that's what it is. They're nerds. They are. <laughs> it feels like old times. You know, they're they're too ste- They're they're nerds. They're you know. they're a nostalgia act already. <laughs> ah, that's what they are. are. They're a nostalgia act. You're so right about that. And, and how they get the crowd to pop more? Toss it another nostalgia act because the Hardy Boys come out and and Seth Rollins says Hardy's challenging to a match because they want yeah. the tag titles back and Seth says something like. You know, we grew up watching you two innovate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, this is just all nostalgia going on in the ring right now. There's shield nostalgia, yeah. there's Hardy's nostalgia, yeah. nostalgia across the board. Yeah, it was great. And maybe that's why I wasn't too into it. The match was good. It was a lot of fun. This is a really yeah. long match, too. And they, they gave these guys a million years. If they give Seth and Dean 15 minutes for all their matches, it'll be delightful. Imagine how good of a match wonderful. Seth and Dean will put on against the Revival. Oh, I know. Just the interplay between both those teams yeah. would be fantastic. If the revival can stay healthy, <laughs> while these two are still a team, it will be magnificent. Um, okay, so we're still on. Uh, I guess this is a non-news thing, but uh, we're on uh, uh, broken IP gimmick watch mm-hmm. 2017 still, which apparently is dead in the water. But, but Matt uh, did say, <laughs> "Yeah, yes." Corey Graves used the word "obsolete." The crowd was totally into the "delete" and "obsolete" chant. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're going to do with that. I don't either. Uh, but, no, like you said, super fun match. Again, I whenever I watch a Hardy Boys match, I always think to myself, how does Jeff Hardy still take the bumps that he takes? Because, I know. Man, he ragdolls himself. Jeff Hardy seemed really geeked to be in the ring, too. Like, yeah. when he was when they were doing the promo stuff at the beginning, uh, the friendly competition thing, Jeff Hardy was talking a lot, and he was really, like... Very comfortable. Yeah, very comfortable, very energetic. Yeah. 
Usually he kind of broods a little bit. Yeah, no, he seems to be really enjoying his his most recent stint. Yeah, he does. He does. And and the Hardy Boys alluded to their own uh, 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 problems getting yeah. along as brothers. Yeah. Their previous feuds. Wonderful. Um, but anyways, uh, of course, the tag champions retain. Mm-hmm. I guess it's their finisher is just going to be both them doing their finishers. Yes. Rollins does his ripcord knee thing. Yeah. Followed by Dirty Deeds. Rollins pick, pins Jeff. I would really like to see them come up with some sort of joint That'd be fun. Team finisher. Imagine if they had done... They can't do this. Ambrose gets someone dirty deeds. Okay. Rollins goes for a curb stomp. Curb stomp. Oh, man. They should do that. They, they should can't totally do that. That'd be great. Oh, I love that. It's a great idea, though. Next. See, that's why 2K needs to create your own finishers. Create your own tag finishers. Are you kidding me? That'd be That'd great. Be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Next. Miz backstage. Uh, talking strategy. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe says, no. No. My here's, way. Here's that's how we're going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And everybody sort of bows to his alpha maleness. And they say, he says, cool, cool. And then Miz taps him on the shoulder and he goes, Miz is Joe's great. the best. <laughs> Miz is we great. Can, we can agree on both Miz of those things. Miz is great. Joe's the we best. We can agree on both of those things. Next, Sasha Banks comes out to the ring, drops a promo, mm-hmm. saying that her uh, Brooklyn curse has been broken. Yes. She finally scored a win in Brooklyn. Correct. Alexa Bliss comes out. She wants a rematch. Apparently, that's happening at No Mercy, too. She says, Sasha, you have a hard time keeping your... Uh, no, the rematch is happening next week. Oh, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, she says, you have a hard time keeping your... Uh, belt. Defending your belt. Yep. Keeping the belts once you win it. Mm-hmm. So, that's going to happen. We'll see if we'll see if Alexa Bliss works on that uh, lost face. Or yeah. win face, depending. Yeah. But I, I, know, I that imagine was it's going to be another lost face. So telegraphed. Yeah. Uh, next, Jason Jordan versus Finn Balor. Here's the In thing. The there is a spot... I wouldn't have noticed it, but they replayed it after the commercial break where Jason Jordan goes to shake Finn's hand and Finn just hits him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And after that, Jason Jordan seemed like, okay, well, I'm not going to be the nice guy anymore. It's like that, is it? Yeah. yeah. So maybe that's just a little subtle pivot in his character. I, I hope, hope so. I know. We'll see what happens Because you week. see, like, I just, when he, act, when he actually came out for the match... And you just look at the crowd. The crowd just, you know, at times been like fever pitch. And they were just sitting there as if a ghost, like as if you can't see anything that's in there. Well, they kind of acted like they got their goddamn beach balls out and started playing with beach balls instead of paying attention to a Finn Balor match. Finn Balor. Yeah, but everybody knew the outcome. Jason it was a good match, though. Jason it was Jordan a good match. match. Yeah, Jason Jordan's good. He's a really good wrestler. Say what you will about his character work. That's not entirely his fault, I don't think, because creative doesn't know what to do with him. He always delivers in the ring. Do you think they don't know what to do with him, or do you think they're doing exactly what they want to do with him? Okay, maybe they don't know what to do with him, but, or, or it's either that or what they're doing with him isn't the course they should be taking. I just don't know what they're doing with him. I'm very confused by this. You had, like, a really hot story, kind of, and then a big reveal, and then... That was anticlimactic to a degree. Yeah, totally. It was. It was... I'm not going to say confusing, but it was just like, well... Well, the way they set it up, it, you know, it made, it, it, they set up as if it was going to, like, completely shake Kurt, Eng- Kurt Angle's world. Yeah, I know. And it wasn't that. I know. That's what I meant by anticlimactic. That's, that's what it was. Yeah. So so they got out the beach balls. Yeah. Just stop with the beach balls already. Just stop. Okay. You can, you can play with beach balls if you want. Go to the beach and play with your beach balls. Who wants to do that? It's, like, probably cold outside out there on the East Coast, man. Not necessarily. Yeah. Stop with the beach balls. It's such a distraction. And and when WWE shows 
people playing with the beach balls in the crowd, it eggs them on. They're going to oh, do it more. it's going to make it worse. Because everybody wants to bring their beach ball and play with it in the crowd so they can get on TV. Yeah, I know. So they can take over the show. Let me ask Just you something. Stop it. Let me ask you something. What do you like worse? What do you dislike more? Beach balls or the people in the audience that spend the entire show trying to get everybody to chant what they want to chant? Because that bugs me more. I think the beach balls infuriate me Because here's the thing about the beach ball. If I'm sitting there, right, and I got, like, my beer, and I got my hot dog, and I got the popcorn ready to go, and I know Lacey's on the way with nachos, um, and then, like, the beach ball thing happens, and it comes near me, and I'm like, oh, I've got to protect my crap here, and then the beach ball goes away. It's the second. If idiot... Is sitting is sitting next to me. Well, I think that's and he's standing there. Hey, everybody, chant what I want you to chant. Let's chant something clever that I just thought of because I'm funny. Everybody, look at me. I think that's part of it. It's proximity. Oh, See, if I'm, if I'm, I would be raised. If I'm sitting near a person like that, that'd probably bother me more. But if there's a beach ball in that arena, it's going to irritate me. Yeah, because it's going to be a distraction. I didn't pay. See, I know you say people pay their money. They should be able to do what they want in terms of playing with beach balls and stuff. I pay money to go to the arena and watch wrestling. I don't want to be distracted by beach I'll balls. I'll put it here. I'll, I'll put it this way. I'm uh, I'm not a fan of the beach ball. We're going to debate, like, the, the, the lines that fans shouldn't be crossing on Friday on our debate show. Because uh, we do differ in that. But the beach ball doesn't bother me as much as, even if it's not right next to me, Seeing idiot over there doing that, understanding that he is ruining the experience of the one, two, three, four, five or so people directly around. If he's in front of me, or if if I see him and he's blocking the view of somebody because he wants everybody to chant, or there's somebody next to him, or they have like God forbid, you know, they have their poor kids next to him. Oh, that's the that's the worst. Well, that's when someone nearby has to say, "Excuse me, you're you're." You know, you're ruining our experience here. We yeah. paid a ticket just as you did. Yeah. Please be more considerate. But nobody should have to do no, that agree. awkward Here's person. the thing about the beach balls, though. Because the beach ball doesn't make you do that. The beach ball... It doesn't, but here's the thing. Here's 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 why I think, in a sense, the beach ball is worse. Because say you're sitting near that person. debate show now. I know. Say you're sitting near that person. Yeah. For the most part, you would hope. That's an isolated thing. That's mm-hmm. just one person. Whereas you could be sitting across the arena, enjoying, trying to enjoy the show, realizing there's beach ball business going on. And then two minutes later, it's right on top of you. Yeah. The 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 area of distraction of the beach ball is far greater than one no. person. Yes. Because you're one little drop in a giant bucket of potential little tiny beach balls. But if I'm sitting across the arena from some guy who's trying to start a bunch of chants, that's not a... a oh, see, here's the that's thing. That's not going to bother it's, me. It's the difference between you and I because I focus on stuff like that. I'm like... Oh hate that guy like that to me my rage and hatred being directed towards that idiot uh, that's a bigger distraction than than the beach ball making the round can't stand the beach ball <laughs> can't stand uh, good debate we just had there that's a preview of what you can i think that's the whole debate we're yeah it's probably gonna do on friday it's done it's done sorry it was i was on my mind no it's good i i, I that's a position i i hold with great passion yeah i don't like the beach balls yeah stop with beach balls please yeah Main event was next. Reigns and Cena against Miz and Samoa Joe. Of course, the beach balls were out. Camera showed it. Cena was encouraging. Cena was egging him on. And then after the show, uh, apparently he got on the mic and said, uh, I'm totally fine with, with what everybody did today because it's all in good fun. All in good fun. It's beach ball. It's all in good fun. It's a distraction. The Miz, the heel that makes good points, but telling the, the crowd to stop. 
Good point. Yeah, yes. but do you think he was really telling them to stop? Or do you think he was healing them up, trying he to get them to heal them to stop because it's a distraction? Yeah, maybe. Really uh, anyways, uh, fun match regardless, and it had a really cool finish where uh, Joe, Joe was choking out Cena. In the Coquina clutch. And Roman went for the Superman punch on Joe. And Joe and ended up landing it on Cena. Yeah, Joe got out of the way. So then Joe tosses Roman out of the ring, goes to do a suicide dive mm-hmm. on him, eats a punch in the face. Yeah, that was fun. Miz, seeing that Cena's laid up from the Coquina clutch, approaches punch. him, goes for the uh, skull crushing finale. finale. Of course, Cena reverses it, hits the AA, mm-hmm. one AA, wins. Well, yeah, that's why Miz. Miz is not fighting for the Universal Championship anytime soon. It's, it's, it's a meaningless match for Miz. Yeah, exactly. So if he can just lay down for one AA. Yeah, that's not a big deal. Um, although you would think that Cena and Miz go back far. Because I think Cena probably likes Miz. Yeah, I think so. I think he probably has or respect at least for respect Miz. Them, yeah. yeah. I think he's fine with Miz. It would have been nice if Cena did the double AA thing. Or an a top ex- rope. An extra bit of respect for Miz. Yeah, one, yeah, yeah. Hit one AA, do, do the rollover, pick him up, another AA. That would have been That's nice. That's always an impressive sight, too. Yeah. Anyways, let's ask, let's answer. Answer some questions, some please. questions from people that have asked questions on the Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Uh, here we go. Eddie Jose Guevara Menavar. Uh, hey, friendos, would you guys have liked a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental title instead of a tag team match? That's what I thought was going to happen when Joe first came out and interrupted the Miz, Roman, and Cena segment. I feel it would have elevated the title since it wasn't defended at SummerSlam. Uh, Jason the Cabbie here has a good response to this. He says, uh, good thought, but creative slash events sees all those guys except for Miz and, uh, and the Mr. Rush as too big for the IC title. I kind of agree with that. I liked when I liked when they were trying to establish in the Raw after, mm, no, the Raw after Payback? What was the Raw we went to? The Raw after Payback. Yeah, okay, yeah. When they were trying to establish the Intercontinental Championship That's as... That's the top belt, yeah. As, as the, the top day-to-day belt, sorry. The top day-to-day belt. On par with the U.S. title over there on SmackDown, like with AJ and Kevin Owens and all those guys, you had Seth, Finn, and Dean in the Miz all in the mix for the IC title. I think that would have been – I like that better than, like, Smojo, who's just coming off the Universal Championship, John Cena, who's megastar guy, yeah. and then uh, uh, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns, who's also being groomed for the Universal that Championship. That said, I would not be surprised if, if – Cena picks up the, the Intercontinental title because he hasn't won it yet. That'll be nice. We'll and see. then uh, drops it to Joe. Yeah, Dom the man Hilberg. Uh, Cena's on Raw, but he's not inserting himself in the Universal title picture. Are they about to put the IC title on him to make him a Grand Slam champ before he leaves for Hollywood? Potentially. Maybe. Do you want, do you want to see that? If it means Joe gets the belt, yes. I, Joe is already above belt, though. But if after No Mercy, yeah, I'm assuming, you can make the belt I'm assuming Lesnar's going to be going away till SummerSlam, so that's yeah. a couple months. Yeah, they need a very strong top day-to-day champion. Yeah. Not to say the Miz isn't, but giving Joe the opportunity would be pretty cool. Hamza Halal is Oscar's injury the perfect way for them to take the belt off her without having her lose and then move on her to Maine? You say no. Um, yeah, no. I say I say no. I say no. I say. The the title, like, stripping her of the title because she's injured is, I think it's the wrong way to go. You That's, that, that's not the way you take the belt off of Asuka. Um, 
Apparently a father and son were kicked out of the arena last night for using the beach balls. Ah, I'm not saying you have to go that far. Just tell them to stop using it. Yeah. Have to kick them out. Oh, father and son? Yeah. Don't have to kick them out. I hope it was a guy in his, like, 60s and then his son's in his 30s as opposed to, like, a guy in his 30s. There's a video on WrestleZone. I'm not saying throw people out. Just take the ball away. Yeah. Um, Anyways, uh... I, I like I like when we mentioned the Daily Show today. Oh, interim, interim champion. champion. And then when, yeah. when Oscar comes back, have a match to determine the true NXT Women's Champion. Real champion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, Discord Club leader Adam Fella says, I expected some kind of NXT call-up this episode, so who would you call up for this post-SummerSlam Raw? Who would have you called up? Authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. Authors of Pain. Mm-hmm. Build them up for a bit to feud mm-hmm. with uh, Ambrose and Rollins. Yeah, sure. I think that'd been pretty good. Them and uh, yeah, yeah, Authors of Pain. I think that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Because I want the. Uh, I don't want to see a whole lot of. I don't want like it. No, maybe like, like one, it. one, maybe two per show at most. Like I'd like to see Bobby Rude tonight mm-hmm. and uh, the iconic duo. Mm-hmm. Put them on SmackDown mm-hmm. right now. Why not? Um, let's let's ask this question uh, from uh, Robert Chacon, the Steve Club Mark says Beachball Mania made a sequel appearance during the main event. What some what are some things, some other things that the crowd does that downright pisses you off? Besides what we've already mentioned, is there what chance? Else? I'm tired of what chance. Oh yeah, yeah, inappropriate what chance. The only time you should do those is with McMahon's, mm-hmm. and even then it should be CM Punk chance. Mm-hmm. Yes. Pizza Overlord Enos Butts the Fourth. Hey, friendos, the crowd was super vocal tonight, positively for Braun and Miz, and negatively for Cena and Reigns. Which reactions are more impactful, do you believe? I'd say the positive ones for Braun, yeah. because they're really showing the higher-ups. They're showing Vince that people love Braun. Yes. People want Braun. Put the belt on him. Mayor of Planet Houston. Who is the face and heel between Roman and Cena, and where does Samoa Joe go from here? Also, is the Miz the best? Could he be one of the most over guys soon if they let him? Well, hold on. Miz is great. Joe, Joe is, is the best. best. Right. We agree on that one. Joe is the best. Uh, who is the... Fa- they both kind of exist. Well, according to the crowd, they both suck. But that's a, that's a different crowd. Yeah. On a week-to-week basis... I feel like Cena's going to be the face or Roman's going to be the heel. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that idea, too, because Cena can play with the crowd a lot more. Yeah. Cena can play with the crowd. Roman cannot. Yes. Samoa Joe Raleigh, uh, how many birds do you think Strowman could house comfortably in his beard? I like this. This might be the most upvoted question I've ever seen. Five. Ten, ten upvotes. Five, I think. Five small birds, yeah. Like one giant. Like one condor? Like <laughs> Condor. That was a good one. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, here we go. Josh Gunson. First time patron. He says, I had a heated discussion with a friend about the most important days in the WWE calendar, and he gave his power ranking of it. Oh. Uh, he said, number one, Mania. Mm-hmm. Number two, Rumble. Number three, Raw after Mania. Number four, SummerSlam. And number five, Money in the Bank. He says he thinks otherwise. I'm kind of curious what his friend thinks because... That's pretty good. This is pretty good. Yeah, I don't know if I can necessarily disagree with that. Mania is the most important. Rumble second most. For all after Mania, they made to be fairly important because that's when they do some shakeups. Yeah. And kind of you know hit the reset on some storylines. Mm-hmm. And then SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the WrestleMania of the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue that Money in the Bank maybe mm-hmm. 
doesn't belong in the top five, but that's still not a bad one. Yeah, no, but what would be number five? I don't know. What's bigger, Money in the Bank or uh, uh, Raw after SummerSlam? Well, I mean, this year, Money in the Bank. Although the... Yeah, SmackDown after Mania. Um, Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, Money in the Bank, especially now, especially now that both titles mm-hmm. could see a shake-up mm-hmm. of sorts. Mm-hmm. I'd say Money in the Bank. I mean, yeah. I, I can't think of another number five. Yeah, I can't either. If we're, if we're just strictly sticking to the WWE calendar, mm-hmm. if not, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn number five. How about January 4th, Tokyo Dome? Yeah. The Nightcrawler. Hey, guys. My question is about Bray Wyatt. I listen to a lot of other podcasts, and all of them at this point have soured on him, mostly because his promos at this point are just rambling and yeah, matches are always average at best. So my question is, why do you guys still like him? By the way, Larson is completely right. Bray would go to GFW. Rusev is a far better fit in New Japan. Um, why do we still like him? Because we see the potential. At least speaking personally, I still see the potential in him. He's a money-making machine if they book him correctly. Let me ask you this, though. Did you miss him at Raw last night? I was I was surprised he didn't make an appearance. Yeah. That's, that's not to say I missed him, per se, but I was surprised he wasn't there. I'll put it this way. I'm not sour on him. I'm not sitting here saying, you know, oh, screw Bray. I don't want to yeah, see yeah, Bray yeah, ever yeah. again. He's, nobody can ever take seriously Bray Wyatt again because that's BS. It's not true. Like, he could easily win the Universal title tomorrow and everybody be totally back on board with mm-hmm. it. People would pop. That's always going to be his thing. Mm-hmm. Um... So I'm never going to say that. That being said, it's been a while since I've really cared about what they're doing with them. Yeah, that so, I agree with 100%. So, I mean, I don't we know. Really, Sour Beat might have become a bit more disinterested. Yeah, because they don't, they don't do anything with them. No. Ty Dingleberry. Hey, friendos. Power ranked new names for the Superman punch if for some reason WWE lost the right to use Superman. So DC went to WWE and he says, can't use it. Can't do that no more. Um, the Reigns Maker. <laughs> I, you can't be that. The Name Maker. <laughs> <laughs> Couple more. All right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, James Rodriguez, do you think Seth and Dean will last long enough to get their own name theme combo like Seamus and Cesaro did, or will they end as quickly as they began like Y2AJ? Neither. They're so popular as single stars. People show up, I guess, to hear their themes, see their finishers, that that's just how it's going to be. I think it's bo- I think they're going to last a while with these titles, and they're going to keep separate entrances. Yes. I don't think they're ever going to get their dual music. No. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Um, they could maybe do some weird mashup, but no, they're going to do... No, I think it'll be like what they did last night where they play a few bars. Of yeah, Amber right, right, game. right, right. Because that's what they Spade do with Famous and Cesaro. Yeah. yeah. But they actually have an intro that's got some choreography to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas Dean walked out, Rollins walked out, they walked the ring. I Ambrose put, didn't do his usual... Okay, so no, I think what they're going to do... Did they do this last night? Or am I just imagining this? The first person is going to walk out and go like this. They didn't do that. The second person is going to walk no out. There was no fist bump. They're going to link up, and that's when they're going to go. That's what they're going to. That's my prediction. Um, one more. Oh, we'll here we KP go. Okay, okay, okay. JT, if Samoa Joe told you, Steve, that Larson is not hosting with you, he will now be your partner. Would you stand up for Larson? Wait, sorry, sorry again. Sorry. 
Samojo comes up to me and says, Larson's not hosting with you. I'm hosting with you. Oh, take that deal. Now I'm going in. I'm telling you to take that deal. Samojo, he's the best. Yeah. Yeah, I know, but I like our dynamic. I'm not sure I'll have the same dynamic with Samoa Joe. I don't know, man. If it's in character Samoa Joe, I'm not sure I'd want to take that take deal. That deal. You'll get a, a, a view pop because it's Samoa Joe. Yeah. People love Samoa Joe. Take that deal. Oh, we'll get the view pop, and then I'll just like, once it starts to, once people get used to it, and I'll, I want you back. You're going to swerve them. I'll just start farting. I'll just eat a lot of onions beforehand, and I'll just be like, and I'll be like, are you farting over there? It's gross, man. Sorry, Joe. One more question. This will be interesting. Colin, using only currently signed WWE d- talent, so no one rumored to, have, to be signing. Okay. Who do you see holding all the main roster belts two years from now? <laughs> Alex C says, their current combo finisher should be called Dirty Needs. It's good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Anyways, what's the question? Who's going to hold the belts two years from now? Main roster belts. Cruiserweight champion, Leo Rush. Two years from now? I mean, it'll happen sooner, probably, but... Uh, I'm going to say two years from now, Mustafa Ali. Oh, good good pick. Yeah. I like him a lot. Me too. Um, Universal champion, AJ Styles. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Intercontinental champion. It's the Intercontinental Belt is so weird. I guess, I mean Kevin Owens had it. Miz and Dolph and Dolph ain't nowhere now. Hmm, that's the toughest one to pick. For that there's any indication Miz is still gonna have it. Yeah, Miz, 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 still Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Raw Tag Team Titles. Raw Tag Team. The titles. Revival. They'll finally stay healthy long enough. <laughs> yeah, there you to go. To get back in the good grace of the two years. I know. Uh, over on SmackDown, WWE title. Um, WWE title on SmackDown is going to... Randy Orton. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, it's going to be... Uh, oh, I'm going to have a hard time thinking of roster spots. So coming out of SummerSlam, who's going to... Braun. Braun will have oh, it. Oh, you'll be Braun, Bra- Yeah, Braun's eventually going to be like a like a complete top title guy. Yeah. That's what he's going to be. U.S. title. Uh, U.S. title. I'm going to say, okay, for SmackDown tag team titles, I'm going to say Street Profits. They feel immediately like SmackDown oh, yeah. guys. Oh, I think they're going to have it two years from now. I'm going to say War Machine. Um, U.S. title, I'm going to say Sami Zayn. Okay. Two years from now. He'll get it. He'll get out of that hole. Okay. Take him two years, though, huh? It'll take him a while. I'm going to say Drew McIntyre. A year ago, I thought that Sami Zayn would be fighting for the Universal title this year. All right, Steve, are you ready? Are you ready for the greatest pro wrestling tribute challenge there is? Aleister Black. Heck yeah. WWE champion. Kayfabe Corner. What is Kayfabe Corner? Greatest wrestling trivia challenge. Yes, 12 names, some real, some fake. Right. Two trivia questions. Right. Up for vote this week. Asuka. Oh, ooh, wow. And oh. Becky Lynch. Oh, wow. Asuka won. Ooh. Are you ready? Number one. Yeah. Sheila Rogers. Uh, real. Fake. Good job. Two. Betsy Ruth. Uh, <laughs> Betsy Ruth. Fake. Real. Okay. Three. Dr. Monstrous. Uh, 
That's a good one. I'll say real. Yep. Okay. Uh, four, Robin McGuire. Robin McGuire. Uh, fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five, Stephanie McIntosh. Uh, fake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, six, Lou Fisto. Real. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one. Uh, seven, Sally Stitches. <laughs> fake. Real. Wow, nice. Uh, eight, Passion Ray. Passion Ray, fake. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, real. Oh, wow. Uh, next, Haley Skater. Fake. Yeah. yeah. Next, Crazy Sunshine. Fake. Real. Okay. Wow, wow. that's a good one. I know. Next, Jesse McKay. Fake. Real. Wow. Lastly, Ashley Dashwood. Fake. Yeah. Okay. I got six. Who did Asuka face in her very first United States match? First match in the United States. Fox. Mia Yim. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Hmm. Who did Asuka face in her NXT in-ring debut? Alicia Fox. Dana Brooke. Oh, okay. So we got six or five? We got six. Not great. Not a great showing It's today. not terrible, though, either. It's literally half of questions, anyways. Yes. So, yeah, that's it. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're going to hang out with our patrons for a little bit. Yep. And then we're going to have some lunch. Yep. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.